Well, it, it told me the battery was going to die in like four minutes. So I was, I was feverishly looking and it underestimated that number. That's for sure. Hello and welcome to Fantasy Football Interrupted, Season 3, Episode Number 12. You are joined here by my co-host, Alex Katzeff. And I am your other co-host, John McStravick. Well, uh, hello, Alex. It's been a little bit. Uh, we are coming off of our bye week, our very first bye week, and uh, it felt good to have because it's been a long slog of a season. And Yep, yep. Even we need time to rest and regenerate and research and do game film. Absolutely, and totally just sit around and do nothing as well. Uh, but uh, that's going to get us all revved up and rested for the home stretch that is coming up. Uh, we have three weeks left of the regular season to uh, man up or shut up before we make it to the playoffs. So uh, without any more small talk, because we've got a lot to fill in on this episode to catch up on, uh, let's start off with the fantasy talk question. Uh, how At this point of the season, it's getting pretty late, and uh, there's a lot of people who are just completely out of the playoff race. Uh, what is your feeling on your obligation to fielding a team in the leagues when you have a lost season? Uh, do you check out, or should you still pay attention for the sake of everybody in the league? You know, I'm such a competitive person, it's hard for me just to check out. I'll still be on the waiver wire picking up people just so that the top people can't get them. And, um, I love playing spoiler and I just can't not set my lineup from week to week. It's too hard for me. Yeah, I, I get that. And I, I generally agree with that sentiment as well. Not to say that I have always uh, fulfilled that role of spoiler. Uh, there's a lot of times where I'm just checked out by like week five, uh, but the more that I'm in, uh, the longer I'm in these leagues and the more leagues that I'm in, I feel an obligation to uh, be as competitive as I can be to at least give some sort of balance so that nobody gets a free pass into the playoffs. Uh, I, I'm in that situation in the one league, the uh, work league that I'm in, just not doing well at all this season. I have about two wins, but uh, each week I'm still trying to field a waiver wire request and fill a team and, and get it sorted out so that I can have the best team I can. Yeah, man, it's tough, but you just got to pull through right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it helps that my team is actually still competitive when I do field the team. So at least it's somewhat worth it that I can get the uh, the little high of maybe going 3-0 and still uh, this deep in the season for all of my leagues. But that is where I'm at. So moving on from the fantasy talk, uh, let's get into our weekly recaps. Uh, we're going to include last week's recap as well since we want to keep the uh, viewing audience in completely informed and up to date to what's going on in our leagues. Uh, how did you do last week, Alex? Last week I went one and two. I got slaughtered in our league, and almost every single one of my players underperformed. Ouch, man. That's not a common thing for in our league because you're usually a high uh, point getter. Yeah, but I was losing by like 60 points, so I just went ahead and said halfway through the day, I don't have to care about this anymore. Lovely. You got your Sunday back. Uh, good, good stuff. Uh, so you won your other two leagues, though. What was your record? I was one and two, so I won the one league that's uh, built like ours, which is half point PPR, but I just perpetually cannot seem to win the uh, PPR league that I put into play. Yeah, that seems to be your uh, your Achilles, your your work league that it, in my parlance, uh, where no matter what you do, you just can't squeak out those wins. Um, last week, I was a very unfortunate goose egg, uh, 0-3. Uh, 
Yeah, it, it was an ouch all the way around, especially because I'm competitive in a couple of my leagues, and any loss is no good. Uh, last week, though, in my dynasty, I lost by the slimmest of margins. Um, oh, I'm sorry. You know what? I stand corrected. Uh, I was one and two last week. <laughs> I won by the slimmest of margins in my dynasty league. <laughs> I won. So slim, you didn't even realize yeah, it. Yeah. Um, nope. Back it up again. I'm off again. I don't know what I'm looking at here. Uh, like we say, even we need a bye week. <laughs> I'm so frazzled I can't even keep up with my weeks. Oh, that's fine. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I was 0-3 last week, so go back to my original uh, statement. I was 0-3. You're a mess. Everything sucked <laughs> last week. I, I, I was so messed up that I couldn't even remember what the hell happened. Uh, so moving To be forgotten. Completely forgotten. Completely, completely forgotten. So moving on to this week, I'm 1-2. Uh, I won in our LA league, so that keeps me in the running, which is my best league that I'm at right now. Although I am in the running in my dynasty league for the playoffs, but it's a... Uh, it's not looking good the past two weeks. So, uh, LA League that we're in, looking good. I'll be 5-5 five and five, and now just coming down to the points four, which I haven't looked at the total uh, final scores to see if I think I might have pulled in up above James, possibly. Yeah, I believe you beat James, but not Sam. Sam has got second in points. He is catching up to me. Um, I think he's going to take fourth place because... Jake has two more wins than he does. So Yeah, Sam has had some uh, tough battles so far this season. I think I play him next week. I think he was my second game up, I think. I play him next week. Oh, okay, then I'm the week after then because I played yeah. him early in the season and I beat him uh, just I had one of my good weeks and he had one of his weaker weeks, uh, but it was a close one, but I did beat yeah. him early in the season. But I went 3-0 and this week, so that that's always a good feeling. It, it seems hard to obtain. So when you get it, you know, and I won one of them by three points. Ooh, see that sometimes, do you find that fun or do you find that stressful? Yeah. I just keep waiting for that stat correction where like where I lose four points for some reason. Right. Yeah. Those always come in when at the least opportune time. Uh, so then between the past two weeks, then who were kind of some of your best players that were really, uh, you know, pulling you over the winning, uh, the finish line there. You know, Aaron Jones has still been doing a lot of good things for me. He kind of had an off week last week, but still, uh, for what I got him for, I could not complain for him putting up 20-some points from week to week. I told you that that guy is like a solid like floor for you. Like, There's yeah. no reason not to get him if you had an opportunity I, I to. I definitely bought low on him because it was after that game where it seemed like Jamal Williams was going to be the workhorse from here on out. I don't know. I've been an Aaron Jones believer as far as as far as Green Bay goes in the running game. I mean, they're they're never known as a dominant running running game for the past ten years, but they are starting to try to find one guy. And I always felt it's going to be Aaron Jones if it's going to be anybody from the those three guys that they had there right now. I I will say last week I was disappointed in DJ Chark Jr. and I am kind of worried now with Foles coming back if they're going to have the same chemistry that him and Minshew had. You do realize, though, the first touchdown for both Foles and Chark was a bomb from Foles to Chark, and so that kind of put him on the map from week one. So I actually don't. I actually feel more confident right now that Chark is going to see an uptick. Good. Um, yeah. So for me, the past two weeks. So, uh, uh, well, the sad one. This is part of the news sec segment as well. Uh, Matt Stafford has just been 
like a, a lifeline for me in our LA locals league. Right, like he, right. We've talked about uh, him. He has just yep. been great. And then the unfortunate news, he has broken bones in his back and nobody knows how long he's going to be out. So that was a hurt. Well, um, that sounds like at least four weeks to me. Yeah. Yeah. Which pretty much puts him out. So I'm trying to make other moves with, uh, regarding that. Uh, I, I've got a move for you. I'll give you breeze. Hmm. That's tempting. We can talk. We can talk. Let's all right. Well, let's yeah, hold that off. Yeah. Let's talk. We'll talk a little more in the strategy talk. I'm, not, I, I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> you, you've piqued my curiosity. So Matt Stafford though, has really helped me the past few weeks. Um, and yep. uh, I'm going to put him on my, uh, then Ronald Jones this week was just fantastic. Um, I put him in and he got named the starter. I put him in in all my leagues that I have him and he really helped me out a lot. Um, so I'm going to carry him the rest of the season now as one of my starting running backs. Ronald Jones and then Peyton Barber are the two running backs there. It seems like I don't really know who to trust between the he two. He got of them technically now. named though hit the starting running back by the coach before this weekend. So he has been consistently the better runner overall the entire season. So I'm gonna run I'm gonna ride him out now at this point because that's who I got. <laughs> Um, so, and I'm going to give this guy the like doobie award as far as like a split week of being my best player last week. And my, one of my biggest disappointments this week, and it was Mike Evans. Um, yep. Always talking uh, about Mike geez, Evans. Man, just th- 30 points to like six points. And it's just like, my God, man. That's what he does. That's, that is why I don't like him. We talk about this. I'm a consistent coach. I like people to give me average points. And he is boomer bust every single week. Yeah, and uh, my other biggest disappointment was Chris Thompson, but that was because he got ruled out and I didn't swap him out in my one league, and that didn't help. But not Chris Thompson's fault. That's a uh, coach manager fault. So, um, But also, I guess it can throw McCoy in that same spot. Man, just like totally zero points. Just what are you going to do with McCoy? This week. Yeah. Oh but luckily I swapped him out, man. I was like furiously making a bunch of moves at the, on Friday night. Like I looked at my roster and I had a bunch of bye week guys. And then I saw like what was happening with like McCoy and stuff. I was like, I need help. The help wasn't great, but at least I didn't like have zeros in there because I didn't do any moves. So. Yep. 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 Kenyon Drake also went back to life this week. Um, yeah. And he was getting, he was the big pickup. I saw in a bunch of leagues this week. Uh, so that he actually showed some, uh, he showed some, something's left in the tank down out there in Arizona now. So he would eat. Well, he's, he's never really been able to show what he can do at Miami. That's the, that's the issue. Yeah. I think. So it should still be interesting what happens with him in Arizona, but whatever. Like I, I I'm not going to, I need like more consistent points right now that I can't risk like trying to flyer on Kenyon Drake in Arizona on a sinking team. Um, anybody else that was a disappointment for you this week? Um, this week, disappointment, uh, Robert Woods actually got me a lot of points, a lot more than I thought. Mac only got me eight points, which, I mean, I don't know if you can call that disappointment or not. Um, who else? Uh, uh, Tyreek Williams, Tyrell Williams on Oakland Raiders only got me four points. Uh, that was disappointing. And, and Pascal, oh man, the waiver wire pickup bust of the, of the week was, Zach Pascal of uh, the Colts because you think T.Y. Hilton's not going to be there. They've got a new quarterback, and he got me less than You were hot points. and heavy on him uh, as we last spoke about. Uh, my other big disappointment was A. Brown. A. Brown, man, just 
You just keep trusting A. Browns, you're going to be disappointed. Well, you know, I just really thought A. Brown would get in there this week and pull it out because he's got a new quarterback in there and he's showing some flashes. But A.J. Brown of the Tennessee Titans really just did not help me out this week. He was one of those last-minute waiver wire pickups. I was throwing a darts at the board thinking maybe, just maybe, but it was not meant to be. He's not the regular A. Brown I really wish he was, but I gave it a shot. But it didn't yep. matter. I still won that He's week. an imposter. Will the real A. Brown please real stand up? Well, if we want to go into some breaking news, he will not stand up as he has had his meeting. It did not seem to go well, even then when he decided to try to apologize for not being happy about how the meeting went. But A. Brown will not stand up, it seems, this season. But let's stick then still to some of the top storylines this week. It, or Actually, the past two weeks, which is why it was so fantastic, even though we took a bye week. Both these past weeks were crazy. It was like a topsy-turvy week on like what the hell is happening in this league. Like This late in the season, we had some big clunkers from some of the top contenders with some of the best players. Uh, last week, we're talking like Pats, Packers, Colts, Jets. Uh, you know, they're all – or Pats, Pats – Packers and Colts all like losing bad games. Uh, the Jets are the new Dolphins now, it seems, with how terrible they are. And the Dolphins are on their way up. Uh, the Browns turned back into the Browns, it seems, last week with the way they lost to Denver. Uh, and then Chicago going from a two seed to a top pick, more or less, is what it feels like. And then the same thing from this week. We had the Saints throw up a clunker. KC throw up a, a dud. Buffalo, who's trying to vie for their another playoff spot. Uh Nothing. Uh, Indy, again, two weeks in a row, I think they lost terrible games. And then the Rams uh, following it up with a uh, really poor performance against Pittsburgh, who I picked up uh, as another waiver wire deadline pickup on Friday. And, man, did they really put me over the top with, I think, 25 points, which was – and I, I was like, well, I was gonna, I was going to just ride them out for the rest of the season and figure I would get not much from them against the Rams. Man, they came through. So, anyway, that's what was kind of the craziness that was going on this week and just – what are you feeling about all this and some of those top players there, like just not doing well? Like, what do you, what are your feelings with this? Is this just a, an aberration or is it you worried going into the playoffs? Yeah. I mean, it's week 10. I think uh, a lot of injuries and I think mentality is a big part of uh, these games and, and trying to stay mentally fit as well as physically fit is very difficult for some of these guys. So, but you're right. A lot of big moves happened. Packers lost, um, we had the Saints lose to Atlanta today, uh, yesterday. Smoked by Atlanta I mean, too, not just like lost a close game, like smoked. B- Breeze was just a shell of himself. Uh, I mean, like it's it's absurd to me um, how much better they played without Kamara. I know that has nothing to do with it, uh, but the last two games before this, it just and they're playing Atlanta, who just gives you the second half. I, I mean. I don't – I mean, they played lights out. Uh, kudos to Atlanta. So do you think it's like, say, with the Saints, do you think it's a breeze problem? Is it – should they put in Bridgewater? Is this a Camara thing? You're saying you think no. they ran better with no, uh, Latavius I, Murray back there? I think this was a one-week thing, and it would, I would be amazed. I would eat my hat if it happened again next week. You know, like one of those So things. put your money on breeze is what you're saying. Um, and also, like, what about Rodgers? Rodgers had a, a really – terrible week for Rogers stats for his kind of standard. Like what was up with that? You, you know, honestly, he's done it all season. Uh, people just have the wool over their eyes for whatever reason. I believe he's only had two, maybe three games where he's got like 20 plus points. Like he's 
really not doing Rodgers like things. So this year. do you think that is a becoming a longer term thing where he's kind of getting up there with the age thing, or is he just having a bad no, season? Does I, he I not think, have the players around him? Like, yeah. I think it's the offensive coordinator, uh, the new change in the playbook. I think, you know, he's trying to peacock a little bit and show his dominance and, and what he can and can't do. And I think there's just a little, a little more trouble in paradise than people kind of know. I mean, they're not really sharing in the media what's going on behind closed doors, but it's clearly not perfect. All right. And then uh, also the big, big surprise this week, as far as big players is uh, someone we've been talking about a lot this season was Cooper cup. I think through Cooper cup. Yeah. I go against him at least, at least six times every year. uh, It seems. And of course it's not the week that he throws up a big old goose egg though. Yeah, this is the week he didn't get any points. I'm not sure if he had any targets, uh, but he definitely didn't have any catches. Yeah, that was uh, a big surprise, uh, especially with the season that he's had. But I guess at some point things balance themselves out, so that's uh, just the way the numbers roll. Um, so is there anybody else this week that, or even last week that surprised you with their inefficiency or ineffectiveness that uh, this late in the season they should be almost starting to click on all cylinders? Yeah, I mean, I guess the Breeze thing was really confusing. Uh, I expected more from him against Atlanta. Um, Marlon Mack didn't do anything against Miami, uh, which was kind of weird. Like you said, Miami's kind of on the uptick. Two wins uh, in a row for them. Man, they went from top pick to maybe they're going to drop out of the top five. <laughs> With the... Well, they put in uh, Fitzmagic, so, I mean, that was He don't care key, who like, he plays for. Him. He is just going to sling that ball up there. And but he's already won his well, two games, so now it's all downhill from there. He does it. Four interceptions next absolutely. week. Absolutely, yeah. That's see. Then whoever's playing again, Miami, go pick up on that defense. Uh, yeah, um, but then the the Browns actually won this week, so they actually looked pretty decent. Baker Mayfield oh, actually had a- they 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 only won because of the forward pass rule, where it was an incomplete pass instead of the defense scoring a touchdown with no time left. They called it an incomplete pass instead of a fumble. Yeah, I mean, Mayfield at least had, fantasy-wise, had a decent points game. But uh, Beckham still has only got me like nine points. Again, just a, a mediocre game. He's down on my wide receiver three spots. Um, so uh, I'm trying to think who else. Yeah, I mean, in the Jets. I mean, just what a mess. You, you know you know who we didn't talk about doing good things this week was Christian Kirk. He had three touchdowns. Well, there you go. Three touchdown game. How many points is that? Did he have like a 25 point game? Yeah, it was a lot. Um, who else was doing? Um, oh, and then how, I didn't even watch the game. Who? How did the, the Cowboy players do this week? Nothing? Yeah, Amari Cooper was catching sideline catches. Uh, he, did, he had those, at least three amazing catches where they were toe taps. But they still couldn't pull it out. Uh, so Minnesota's the, they are clicking in Minnesota right now. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, you just gotta complain about your quarterback. Yeah. So uh, strange strategy, but Adam Thielen, man, he's like uh, Machiavelli up there. You know, he's really just using brain games to get in his quarterback head, but I guess in a good way. So. Uh, yeah, and that's that's another one of those. Uh, you still got to pick up Madison if he's out there in any yeah. of your leagues. Just to so stash him. Uh, let's move on then to some breaking news, and then we'll get into some strategy talk, which will circle back to some of the things we were just talking about now. Um, this week, though, so some of the high-profile uh, injuries that are happening. Uh, Jacoby Brissett of the Indianapolis Colts has an MLC sprain. He's out for a few weeks, I think. Uh, Sean Jackson's getting shut down more or less in Philly. 
uh, after some abdomen injury that he probably could have had surgery week two and maybe been back the same time he came back and not been re-injured, but who knows? Um, Miami, uh, the top wide receiver, Preston Williams is done for with an ACL injury. Uh, so those are some of the top ones. Oh, and then, like I said before, Matt Stafford, uh, out for an indefinite amount of time with some broken bones in the back. Everybody loves that. Yeah. He, he's out, he's out for the remainder of the fantasy season. That's for sure. More or less. Yeah. I'm pretty much, I put him on the IRs on my out spots, which really sucks for Galladay and Marvin Jones jr. Yeah, because he was Stafford was really playing well as far at least fantasy wise. I mean, he was just doing fan, some fantastic stuff. Um, but on the flip side, uh, Nick Foles is coming back. Uh, Gardner Minshew was, you know, he was playing pretty well the whole season, but he's had a few struggles. It seems like the past two two weeks, they they weren't quite clicking as they usually are. So maybe like getting Foles back will be uh, a good spark for them. Uh, so is, any anything would you take a flyer on Foles, or you're not even going to touch him? Foles has burned me too many times in the past, so no. All right, I'm I'm high optimistic. I'm not going to pick up on Foles, uh, but I'm optimistic with Chark in there. I'm going to keep him in there, and I think they'll do some good stuff. So that is all I know. What else was going on this week with some injury updates and some people coming back, some people leaving? Did you got anything else to add to that? No, but you do. Uh, you do raise a good question because I have Aaron Rodgers Ooh. on a bye coming up here, and I've got to figure out uh, who to pick up for a quarterback. That's a tough bye week to have him this late in the season, I feel. Yeah, it's week 11. Uh, so. Wow, that's a hard one. I mean, oof, because now you really got to dance around it. I mean, I know your record's pretty good, but... Uh, oh, no, this is in your other league, too. It's not the L.A. Locals League. Yeah, it's my other league. This was my bye uh, in our league. Yeah, I had a tough week this week with buys because I have a lot of Eagles players, and I have four of them, and they all were on a bye. And then Julian Edelman with the Patriots was also on a bye. So I was like scrambling when I looked at my roster Friday night. Uh, but I, like I said, uh, I ended up picking up Pittsburgh's D, which just kind of carried me. Uh, I had Garoppolo as my backup quarterback, so he still gets me a decent amount of points. So I was okay there. But I am looking to upgrade the ba- backup tight end or backup quarterback position on my team now. So that is what I'm going to be looking at this week in my waiver wires as a quarterback because now that Stafford's done, he's going to go on my IR out spot, but I, just in case he makes a miracle comeback and they shoot him up, they shoot him up with some Captain America juice and he comes out there ready to throw just to sw- uh, sling it. But I need a quarterback. Sean Jackson, he's gone. So that's going to be the spot he's going to take. Yep. And again, like you could have traded him for Wentz earlier in the season, I believe. Man, oh man. But I didn't see that coming with this injury. Like it was a phantom injury. It's not like he was out on the field and like broke his leg. Like it was an abdomen injury. Yeah, yeah, but you you got a, a top ten quarterback for uh, an injury prone wide receiver, boomer bust wide receiver. Yeah, I got I got two I got two married to my quarterbacks that I had that obviously didn't do great. But I mean, there was so many quarterbacks still in the waiver wire. Like I got Matt Stafford in like week seven, and then like how was that possible? I was even looking for Tannenhill because I picked him up in my dynasty like two weeks ago, and he's been helping me out there. Uh, so there's actually surprising depth still at the quarterback spot this year. So because so many of them keep getting hurt. Yeah, and then like new ones coming in and just play really well. So it's to my benefit. So I got lucky there because my, I gotta I gotta rethink my quarterback strategy next year. Um, all right, so let's move in some other topics of strategy talk now. And this kind of goes off of like what we were just talking about with these players not playing well when they're standard guys usually put up great points. Like 
who do you trust with players throwing up bad games this late in the season? Like, do you have an issue with these players? Are you worried about them that they're not as strong as they are expected to be week in and week out? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like Nick Chubb is one of my ones who's kind of carried me week in and week out as far as an RB one. And now you've got Kareem Hunt coming back and, you know, he's kind of the pass catching uh, running back and that takes away a lot of points from Chubb and, so I am kind of worried about what to do with him. I would like to trade him at his highest value uh, before it happens, essentially. Uh, yeah, oh, that's right. I forgot about Kareem Hunt coming back. I didn't even know that was this week. So that should be interesting, especially because they're not doing great down there. They might try to really incorporate him to get something going down there. So that should be interesting. Is there? But, like, you have Drew Brees. Like, are you worried about Drew Brees? Does that cause concern just because he was out a lot and now, like, he was injured? And Oh, not a not at all. Um, I mean, he just broke his thumb and he came back like five weeks later. Like, no, I'm not worried about him at all. Uh, uh, he is probably the top three quarterback in football. And I believe he always has like upwards of 4,000 uh, passing yards every single season. I want to say he always finishes in the top five as far as uh, passing yards. And that's kind of one of the reasons I drafted him. Yeah. Well, you took him off the board for everybody else. So it was a smart but interesting strategy. Or I should say an interesting but smart strategy. I had to play him this week, and he only got me 11 points. So didn't pan out too great. No. No. Of course, the one week you needed him, he didn't He didn't come through for you. Uh, so is there anybody else that you're having trouble with or trust-wise or anything? Um, actually, my kicker, Zerline. Um, I picked up the Dallas kicker, Mayer. And I have kind of seen him get like double digit points multiple weeks. And I didn't want to drop Mayer, but I'm not going to carry two kickers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I always keep my season kicker and on the bye week, I'll pick one up and he'll, he'll hold a spot. Like I never drop my kicker if he's a good kicker. That's why where, where I'm at, where I've got Zerline and I, I did not drop him. I kept him even though I feel like, um, the other kicker had an easier schedule towards the end. Yeah, well, you looked at those things more than I do. I don't necessarily always look at schedule as much, but it's something I maybe should do because you usually are, are holding up pretty well this late in the season. I know you draft some players for that reason. is because they have easier schedules at the end of the year. Um, oh, yeah, yes. well, I guess Ito Smith's not working out for you, though, is he? Because he got didn't he go on the IR this week? I, I, I dropped him several weeks ago, so I wouldn't even worry about him. But, yeah, that's actually... Uh, a topic we should talk about underneath our waiver wire section is do you pick up his backup hill? Um, well, we can just talk about it now. Like, that's fine. Let's just get into the uh, waiver wire talk a little bit because, like I said, I, I'm looking at a quarterback. So, do you think – so, again, we've talked about this before, like trying to find running back depth and, and diamonds in the rough. Like, do you think it's too late in the season, though, to pick up a backup of a backup? I don't. I feel like that's why you kind of keep your fab money as close to your, your wallet as you can uh, to kind of have it to pull that trigger now because you're not going to use it on anything else. Is that a guy you're eyeing up like heavily or is that just like something you're thinking about? I don't trust Atlanta's run offense uh, for anything. So no, I'm not, I'm not going to spend any money on him. Uh, Maybe I'll put down like five bucks, but he's not somebody I'm, I'm breaking the bank over. Um, There's another one that the giants wide receiver who's only benefiting because Sterling Shepard is out. Um, Help me out with his name. He's putting up a lot of points back and forth. Um, let's see. Yeah, I know. 
I know the idea of the guy who you're talking about. I'm looking, Slayton. Looking. Darius Slayton is the other one that I would say you should pull the trigger on, but it's a temporary fix. He's not going to, He's not going to get you that many points in week 14, 15, and 16, which is what you should be looking at right now. And then, like, do you want to risk streaming a player at this point of the season with, like, such a boomer? It, it honestly hasn't worked out. Uh, Jamison Crowder is the only time I've streamed a player and it worked out. Every other time, zero to, like, four points. I mean, unless you were, like, in the situation I was in last week where or this past week where you have so many buy players on your roster that you just need anybody to, any, a, a body to fill in, which is why I picked up right. A.J. Brown right. and uh, Michael Lesky, the tight end from Miami. I was just taking two flyers on guys. Yeah, you played you played two tight ends. That was an interesting strategy, but it did you did win. Yeah, and it well, you know, like I said, Galeski looked like he was the best receiver available after AJ Brown out of receivers or wide receivers, so I was like, "Okay, sure." Uh, I mean, I went with multiple wide receivers for half the season until I traded away Zach Ertz. So, uh which actually brings us to our uh question it brings us to our audience question our very first call-in question and let's just take a listen to that caller hey guys i uh love the show uh you know a long time caller first time listener i just uh, wanted to ask how do you feel about uh drafting multiple tight ends uh and playing both of them at the same time so there you have it that's bill havernick uh don't know where he comes from, but he sounds he sounds like a really smart. No, yeah, he's a smart he dude. Sounds pretty like, educated. You, know, you can just yeah, tell no, from his, uh, his accent and his dialect, and you know the way the words come out of his mouth. So smart guy. Um, and he had the question of what about drafting multiple tight ends and starting them in the season. So uh, I, I guess I'll start this one off. I say do it. Just do it. I drafted two tight ends myself in the second and fourth round. I then ended up flipping that one tight end, Zach Ertz, as we spoke about, for uh, um, Julian Edelman, Edelman, which has worked out fantastically for me, uh, not for the poor sap who dra- who traded him for, from me. Uh, but overall, yes, I actually enjoyed this strategy. Uh, Ertz didn't pan out as much as I hoped to, but... I, the guy, somebody was desperate enough for a tight end, even if he was having an off season, and I got a good good deal out of it. And next year, I am going to consider the same strategy. Back to back tight ends, maybe, maybe. Uh, they're a diamond dozen. They're not a diamond dozen, actually. They're di- they're so rare. They're like a five carat diamond. That like. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that's that's essentially the only argument that you could make that I would agree with because otherwise, I'm trying to find. That value running back like my Marlon Mack or uh, my Eckler at the time. Uh, I want to find those people instead of pulling the trigger on tight ends that maybe I'll trade away later because trades don't happen uh, enough for me to guarantee that. So I'm not a huge fan of drafting more than one tight end. And, and obviously I, I didn't um, and haven't uh, probably in the past if we were to look at uh, multiple back uh, draft boards that – I don't. I don't normally go with that strategy. I try to find that value running back at that position. Yeah. Well, I mean, but you know, we talked about you drafting your tight end from Baltimore, which I think he started to taper off just a little bit, right? He's not throwing up those. He he got me twenty one points this week. Okay, so. then I stand corrected. But I will say this: that I've drafted Ronald Jones, my second from last draft pick, and he is now coming through for me. It's going to be one of my top two starting running backs, like as a solid, you know. 
right as right, an RB2. Right. I, I mean, mean, like, I got great value out of that. And that was actually one of the things that Yahoo gave me props for. was like, oh, Ronald Jones Jr. And at first, it did not look that way for half the season. But right now, he's starting to come into his own at the exact time that I need him to. So I could almost give you the, the flip argument that I look for those running backs later in the draft. You know, and, and I've definitely been in a league before where a person started two tight ends and had beaten me in a championship. So it's not a bad strategy. It's just not one I I just think that it's like if you can get top tight ends, like it's better than getting an average running back. Mathematically, it makes sense. You know, if you got Jimmy Graham back when he was with the Saints, you know, and you could also get Gronk at the exact same time. Man, you play both of those people. You know what I mean? Like, so uh, there are always exceptions to the rule, but like you said, they're so few and far between. I don't want to risk that position, my flex position, on someone who could have just a blocking game. You know, like the Patriots like to do that, where they did that with Martellus Bennett, where he became the blocking tight end instead of the receiving one. Uh, just little things like that are reasons why I don't love doing that. All right. Well, I, I get it. I, I, I enjoyed my strategy, and it was actually the one thing I did this season that I thought actually worked pretty well. But uh, kind of going to an adjacent part of the uh, duo receiver angle, um, what about playing two wide receivers from one team on your fantasy team? And this is hard for me. That's a good question. Uh, I've got Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones in one league. And have you been starting them together? The first, like, three weeks I did, and then I started sitting Cal- uh, Calvin Ridley. Really? I thought he was the one that was actually on the up and up, and Jones was uh, kind of fading on that team. He is, but Jones has the higher ceiling, so I keep him in. Plus, it's PPR, and he gets the most targets out of anybody, even if it's not the most air yards. Um, so that, that's my predicament. But I've also got uh, Devontae Adams and Scary Terry from Washington. Uh, on, on that team as well. So I've got other options I can put in. Right. Um, I guess the uh, one of the main ones, uh, the other big duo would be Diggs and Thielen. Like, what do you do with that? The Minnesota Twins up there. Uh, what do you think about those two? If you had those two on your team, would you play both of them yeah, at the same time? Luckily, neither one of them have been uh, healthy at the exact same time. So uh, that's been, been difficult. But I essentially... They're pretty much the offense if it's not Dalvin Cook. So why wouldn't you, right? Yeah, I, I, it's a hard question because it pretty much comes down to do you feel confident enough that you're going to get a floor by having them both in or are you just trying to split the difference and at least get one of those players who have a huge week and you'll take the lumps and say you're averaging them out? You know, like what is your strategy going into that? Like, But that's pretty much what you have to bank on, I think, if you do go with that strategy is that you're just going for the average of them together which you obviously don't really want to do. You're, you're trying to maximize your point slots by not playing them together like Jones and um, Ridley by putting in one of those other receivers that you were talking about. Exactly. Like, I'd rather replace Ridley with Devontae But Adams. you might be putting in the wrong, the wrong receiver from Atlanta that one given week where if you put them both in, at least you would get that average of those points. So, again... That's just weird. It just depends because then I lose the points from the other number one wide receiver. Exactly. So it's it's tough. I, I, I think I would go more with your strategy overall because I, usually one of them is the clear-cut number one. The other one is just like a solid backup and gets the looks because the other one is like double-covered. 
Um, I just feel like you've got to trade one of them. Well, like, well, let's just look back last season. Like, if you had Antonio Brown and uh, Juju Schuster on your team at the same time, would you have started both of them at the same time? I think you had to because they were competing with each other to see who could get the most fantasy. Okay, points. so but that so the, in that situation, those two were putting up both enough that you felt consistently it would it's it's maximizing. Yeah, I believe, I believe okay. so. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So it's a rare situation to have, though. That doesn't happen too often that you have two elite receivers on the team uh, that are also getting a lot of looks each and every game. So it's an interesting question though, because it doesn't come up often, but, uh, but I'm sure there's a good amount of people out there in that predicament. Um, so, uh, I guess if there's nothing else to talk about, um, are you going to pick up Darius Gurais off the waiver wire? So that's, that's, uh, that's the Washington running back on the IR, right? So I've done that. And, and, and I, I have him on my IR in one of my leagues and he's sitting there, and I don't really know why. Because, again, the Washington run offense has never been anything special. Yeah. Well, all right. I just thought I wanted to know your big thoughts on him. He's the big hot waiver wire pickup right now because it fits into that mold of a possible breakout this late in the season. I'm seeing it all over the place. You brought him up in our text messages. Uh, in Yeah, because it's a good question. I still don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'll make. I might take a flyer on him, see if I'll I'll throw my hat in the ring just because. Uh, but I have to look at my roster and see if there's anybody I can cut. Um, it, yeah, it's one of those things you can throw him directly to the IR, so it's easy, right? Well, now. I think he's coming off the IR. I think that's why he, everybody's uh, trying to make a play on him. Right? Then you should have done it last week. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. If he's still there, maybe. Uh, I'm looking at QBs. Uh, but speaking of looking at QBs, let's talk about this Drew Brees thing you you brought up earlier. Yeah, I, I don't need him from here on out. That was Deshaun Watson's buy. Uh, essentially, I'm going to go with him. Uh, he's the one I drafted in the fifth round. And so now it's time to start shopping around this QB. And there's a lot of people who kind of need him. You need one. Bill needs one. He can't trust golf coming going forward. Are we allowed to make trades this late in the season? I believe so. I, I, I don't think there's a cap right now. Uh, I want to say it's like the 23rd is usually when it comes around. Okay. All right. Um, hmm. What are you looking for? What yeah, you... I'm not sure. So I already have a really good tight end, uh, you know, but who, who says I couldn't have two? Uh, I am definitely looking at Kelsey as, as somebody to, uh, to put on my team, but that just leaves you with your, your Homer tight end. Uh, yeah. And he's the backup tight end on that team. <laughs> <laughs> I traded away the other Homer. Um, yeah, but for good reason. Yeah, I that's that's too price big of a price to pay. I mean, like I that I can't do that. Yeah, I, I understand. That's too big of a that's too big of a spot on my roster right now. That has been like my consistency there. for sure. Um, yikes! Uh, I mean, I would consider I would consider one of my running backs. Like like who? I don't even know. Got, who your well, backs my two are. big running backs right now are Ingram and Ronald Jones Jr. Right, and I I do like Ingram. I mean, that's my homer from Alabama. And uh, I, I'd put Allen Robinson in there too. I mean, Allen Robinson is as a wide receiver. Uh, I I gotta look at what you see what we got here. What is your name? Dead body OG. Where's Devonte Adams? I mean, eh. Robert Woods. Yeah, I mean. Allen Robinson is just as good as either of those two this season. Jamison Crowder, are you, you are you going to ride him out the rest of the season? You were ready to like throw him off the tr- moving train like two weeks ago. And and you know I did in one of my leagues. I did uh, drop him in hopes that it would 
kind of give him life on the other two leagues that I start him in. And that did work for me. Uh, so I, I, I like him and Darnold's chemistry. He seems to get at least 10 targets a game. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, if that's who you're going to ride, I mean, you got DJ Moore. Um, they're all good wide they're receivers. Solid. They're all solid wide receivers. None of them, none of them are Tyreek Hill flashy, um, but they all get me at least ten to sixteen points. Yeah, I'm like, looking at that. Like, like easily, and that's that's not even being that's not even with touchdowns. So we're talking if they were to actually get touchdowns, um, their points, their ceiling is so high, uh, but their floor is is amazingly average. Um, and that works for me. That's why I put up 150 points every week. Yeah, well, when you have your running back scoring 27, that'll do it. Um, that does help uh, a lot, for hmm. sure. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, so something we should look about, uh, look around. Uh, we'll talk about it on the after show. Oof. Tight end, man. That's a tough spot. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I it's not worth it for me to give up Kelsey. I mean, I'd rather just ride my quarterback at that point, but... Oof. Breeze would look good, though. Breeze would look good. He's probably going to have a monster week next well, week. Well, like, because that's his bounce back week. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I was almost going to leave me my double prediction that uh, Breeze and Rodgers have uh, three touchdown, 250-plus yard games next week each. They have to because they both played, like, uh, terribly so, this week. I'm, I'm going with an easy bowl prediction. I'm just going to say both of them throw three touchdowns, 250-plus yards. Yeah, that's my bowl prediction. My, I'm going to say Miami wins the third one in a row. Whoa, all right. I like it. I love it. I love it. You get you think you're going to squeeze a little bit more out of Fitzmagic, huh? One more. Well, I mean, it's time for him to throw four interceptions, to be honest. But that doesn't mean to lose the game, though. He's throwing it because he can still then throw six touchdowns. Like, he, he'll do that. That's true. You never know. Well, then let's end it on that, and, and uh, we'll keep everybody waiting with bated breath to see if we make a deal with each other. Sounds good. All right, man. I'll talk to you next week. All right. Quack, quack, quack.